Welcome to another edition of Reshaping America. This is your host, Kurt Flewelling. Uh, it does seem, ladies and gentlemen, that we are living in a parallel universe. While Biden assembles a cabinet, uh, many of these picks um, are just very, very frightening individuals as far as liberty and freedom is concerned. Um, but as he does this, more and more people come forward with accounts of voter fraud, more and more videos, um, the surreal video that just emerged uh, yesterday of Democrat poll workers with suitcases of ballots, with just they just emerge after the poll workers are told to go home, and there's a handful of poll workers that um, seem to be orchestrating something out of a movie. They're dragging. Um, this suitcases full of ballots and they just take them out from under draped tables that have been there all day and um they're going to town and my contention is and i heard this yesterday from newt gingrich and i i think it's true um if you want trump to turn this thing around uh, you are very nervous right now because he is just absolutely running out of time um and the reason for this is there are many fold uh, reasons. However, the, the, the two biggest ones are um, justice moves very, very slowly. Uh, things happen in local municipalities and regional, and then people don't like the result they get there, and they go to the uh, state Supreme Courts and the state Supreme Courts in uh, Pennsylvania and Michigan and other places. Um, have uh, have not have turned a blind eye to many of this uh, uh, chicanery, if you will. So um, this moves very slowly. And as Newt Gingrich pointed out yesterday, I heard him say, you know, whistleblowers and people that come forward in the beginning stages of these things on November 4th, November 5th, they're very, very brave individuals risking life and limb and the, the livelihoods and the health and welfare of their families. I mean, this is this is surreal stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but as is the case, when more and more people come out and more and more credible videos come out of widespread voter fraud that we've chronicled on this show and several others have, it in a way becomes easier to come forward uh, because there is some degree of safety in numbers and um, we are literally up into the thousands of people that are complaining and putting their money where their mouth is with uh, sworn affidavits and testimonies to some pretty wild stuff and um, you know uh, we don't need to but I will tick off the top of my head the things that have occurred uh, running up until the November 3rd election and, and that fateful evening and days after that you know you had mail-in ballots that were sent to people that did not request them in several states um, you have to in writing request a ballot and if you do not, then you're out of luck. Um, Pennsylvania and some others uh, flooded the system, if you will. They knew the system could not handle all of these mail-in ballots. And uh, if you wanted one, I mean, I'm a resident of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I got a 
ton of stuff in the mail that I didn't ask for. So um, you have that. You have dead people voting, which we've always had. You have people from outside of uh, the various municipality that they say they live in voting, out of the state voting. Um, just uh, signatures that simply don't match up. Uh, people voting multiple times. Election officials boarding up windows in the state of Michigan, the state of Pennsylvania, when poll watchers were um, trying to see what was going on. Uh, you had judges uh, fa- um, making decisions in, in order to allow poll workers um, and, and nonpartisan observers to see what the heck was going on on November 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th. And they were simply greeted by agents of the state saying nothing to see here. And so with all that and media hacks um, that were greasing the skids with this thing several months ago saying, you know, hang on, this is going to take a little while. Donald Trump is, is a fascistic dictator. He's not going to relinquish power. It almost seems like they knew what was going to happen. And if an orchestrated effort in um, in addition to many of the things that I just ticked off can be proven, that's even more chilling. Um, what I neglected to say is uh, also these. Oh, my gosh, it, it's just uh, mind boggling what's coming out hour by hour by hour. These algorithmic anomalies with these voting machines and um, huge boluses of uh, results that are, you know, tabulated on these voting machines that could not possibly have happened. The voting machines in general can churn out 20,000 votes per hour as far as tabulating what um, they have stored on them. And there are documented cases around the country uh, in very short periods of time, 56 minutes in one and a couple hours in another, that have obscene amounts of votes um, to the tune of hundreds of thousands of votes, which the, the machine is not capable of of uh, tabulating in that period of time that are flooded um, into the system and to the tune of 90% for one candidate, Joe Biden. This is a, as they say, a uh, algorithmic anomaly of biblical proportions. Um, this stuff just doesn't happen. So these are all the things, uh, none the least of which the, um, the voting machine should not have been um, on the internet as well. And they were hooked up to the internet, which is a, a clear violation of election uh, rules. So we have a myriad of things going on and the gas on that fire. Um, while that's all going on, you have media hacks saying, Hey, Donald Trump is a, a fascistic dictator. It's time to move over. Nothing to see here. I mean, we, we're living in a, a, in a time, ladies and gentlemen, where when we are asked not to believe our eyes and this is an era that is is entirely new territory for the United States of America. This stuff has gone on in totalitarian regimes across the world for um, centuries where they are told not to believe their eyes, nothing to see here, go home 
or something bad is going to happen to you or your family. Um, that is uh, standard operating procedure in many countries in the world, unfortunately. Uh, heretofore, that was not the case en masse in the United States of America. You have, you've always had union thuggery in the major metropolitan areas of this country, Philadelphia, none the least of uh, those uh, cities to, to practice that. But as far as widespread uh, big tech and the media asking you and basically telling you, to, there's nothing to see here, just move on with your life. And um, all of these videos and all of these accounts and all of these affidavits are, are just, you know, Donald Trump is is orchestrating these things, which is preposterous. He is he is uh, love him or hate him. He is hardly a sympathetic figure, and he is not um, getting the uh, the breaks or the help that that he needs in this um, in this fight, which has always been the case. Um, but, you know, there, there's been very few people willing to be allied with Donald Trump for either one reason or another. But um, more of the gas on this fire as far as what you are seeing unfold out there in the area of contending the results of this election is um, you have a clueless citizenry. Now, there are, I guess, um, good and bad reasons for that. As we have chronicled on this show several times, you have individuals that it's just not their thing. Uh, politics is not their thing. They hear a politician drone on and on and on, and they turn their television off. They turn their radio off. They put music on. They concentrate on their work or their family, which is probably what they should be doing. And they they leave all that politics stuff to other people. Well, you know, I, I get it. You know, obsessing about this stuff can get your blood pressure up and, and lead to quite a bit of insomnia. However, it is incumbent upon us as citizens to pay attention to the issues of the day, check them uh, at every turn with the word of God if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, and go forward that way. Is it daunting? Is it exhausting? Um, raising your family, working, trying to navigate this surreal Orwellian COVID-19 world that we are finding ourselves in and pay attention to all of this stuff? Yeah, it is. Um, but I thank God for the people that are tirelessly fighting, not on uh, Donald Trump's behalf. He just happens to be perhaps the beneficiary of this. Um, the election system in this country has to be cleaned up yesterday. And uh, Donald Trump said in one of his latest videos, um, and many people concur, his biggest contribution, if you will, to the United States of America and the world in general, and, and he has, love him or hate him, um, done a lot of things that are to the good in this process. Uh, but he, he contends, and I concur, that his greatest uh, contribution is, um, again, out there at the forefront fighting to expose the mass fraud that occurred in at least seven of these key states and probably every state in the United States of America. Um, because if he lives or dies as, as uh, the next president, um, if he has to go off into that good night, um, at least for four years anyway, 
Um, the good thing that will come of all of this is that this will be cleaned up. And we have some articles um, later in the show that indicate this um Again, quoting Newt Gingrich, the uh, the blue wave um, was actually a red tsunami. And as happened um, many times in the last 10 years, particularly in 2010, uh, the middle of Obama's administration, uh, massive gains by Republicans in state legislatures, governorships, um, the uh, the U.S. Congress, um, which was a very big surprise. Um hoping, I guess, to hold in check many of the radical leftists that are in Congress right now that want to take more of your money and my money. Um, but all of those things in place are are very important to fan the flames of exposing fraud, um, having right uh, triumph over wrong. And, and I've heard many people throughout the most recent years, like, what are we going to do when Donald Trump leaves? You know, he's such a fighter. Well, you know, maybe Donald Trump got the snowball pushed downhill and started really banging the drum to this fake news thing and crafted uh, media and corruption and the swamp that he refers to quite often and now election fraud and several, several other things. Um, maybe, you know, the Lord has used him to open the eyes of many. And maybe at this point in time, it, it's time to uh, pass that torch on to where it should be, which is you and I. We should never, ever, ever rely on a plurality of people in black robes to dictate um, or or uh, facilitate right over wrong in this country. Um, I, I'm old enough not to get as exercised as I once did when my gal or guy did not uh, become president of the United States. If this happened to me when I was 30 years old, I would be devastated for months. Now I understand um, very clearly that God is on the throne regardless of a Democrat or a Republican in the presidency. I have lived through eight years of corruption um, with Bill Clinton. I have lived through um, many extra constitutional um, edicts and, and horrible things through the Barack Obama administration. And I've also endured um, some really um, uh, just not right things during the Trump administration. Uh, Trump has done a lot of good things, but he certainly is not a conservative. And in an honest moment, he would admit that. And other pundits have said that as well. Um, so my point is, regardless of how this turns out, our Lord is still on the throne. And we have an obligation to talk to our fellow um, neighbors, co-workers, friends, family, and we have to understand the playing field. We have to understand the issues of the day. And when we um, start to educate ourselves with those issues of the day, we have to be very careful. There's a lot of overzealous, right-minded citizens out there that are turning a lot of people off with crazy, bombastic rhetoric. Uh, I know it's very tempting to do that when you see wrong triumphing over right. Uh, it's very easy to get emotional, agitated, lash out, call names. Uh, I do it. Uh, I should not, but I do I try not to on this show, but many people do it. 
and we have to find a way to keep uh, looking upward, uh, keep the Lord in mind at every turn, and um, identify uh, who we are going to witness to first and foremost, but secondarily, if if um, the culture and politics and uh, right over wrong in America and, and preserving America is something that you believe in and every single citizen should, then you're going to have to find a way. You're going to have to ask God, what what is my role? What, what are my marching orders? And how do I execute those things? Um, so as we're going down two parallel roads here, uh, coming to the realization that Joe Biden is going to be the president of the United States, um, and at the exact time, uh, like a snowball going down a mountainside, um, more and more people are coming through, uh, are coming forward with voter fraud, more and more videos, more and more affidavits. Um, you have this dynamic, which is surreal. And then in the midst of all of it, you have, as I said, right-minded, overzealous uh, individuals that are yelling and screaming, media hacks that are saying, nothing to see here, clueless citizens, uh, and they may be clueless for good reason. They may be, I don't know, they, they could be bad reasons. They could be lazy, apathetic, ignorant, um, just uncaring, or they could just certainly be decent people that just, this is not their thing. And um, everything in between. Um, you have feckless partisan state legislatures and, and probably more accurately Supreme Courts, uh, certainly in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Um, but um, you have, th this thing is moving out slowly and Donald Trump is simply running out of time. But again, God is a God of timing. He understands none of this was a surprise to him. He understands every single thing that's going on. And he also understands that um, this probably very quickly is going to get to the Supreme Court if they indeed uh, take up many of these um, uh, legal fights that have been um, bounced around at the state level in many of these states that are affected here. And he understands John Roberts. He understands um, Amy Coney Barrett. He understands uh, Sam Alito, Supreme Court Justice uh, Powell, uh, and others. He understands every. He understands Sotomayor. He understands Kagan. He understands the dynamic. He is God. So um, this will inevitably go to the Supreme Court and probably by the time many of you listen to my show, I know people get it one day or another, sometimes weeks later, this is probably going to be old news as these things happen quickly, but it will go to the Supreme Court. But again, do not delude yourself. Um, I, I remember George Bush, uh, you know, saying, well, the Supreme Court will handle it, you know, and they didn't handle it, whatever issue that happened to be um, many, many years ago. But we cannot, it, is it good that Donald Trump, um, uh, you know, probably his greatest uh, achievement up until, uh, you know, pushing for election reform and to clean up this system um, was appointing three 
fairly solid judges. Yeah, it really was. And, and I think it's a good thing for the word of God, God's principles, God's children, conservatives, liberty, freedom. Um, let's throw it all into the mix here. If we have a Supreme Court that is um, a 6-3 Supreme Court uh, full of constructionists or quasi-constructionists, um, John Roberts is is the very, very odd um, dynamic in, in all this thing. But uh, I, I think it's important to have a plurality of people. But I also feel that it is um, uh, something that we, we definitely cannot um, hang our hat on. We definitely need to get involved. And um, we, and, and we cannot just rely well, I, I got I got things to do. I'm busy. I'm going to uh, I'm going to just uh, let the guys in the robes handle it, or the girls in the robes handle it. It just um, it, it does not. Um, it, it's just not an option. So um, we move on. So I mean, we, I've always said this. You know, your proclivities or mine may not be um, the same. But God has gifted everyone with um, talents and money and uh, time and to use that to further the kingdom first and foremost. But as uh, for the purposes of what we're discussing, um, right triumphing over wrong here with the election fraud thing going on, um, you just have to uh, meditate on James 1 verse 5 and you have to ask God for wisdom. What is my role in all this thing? There's got to be a little bit more something than, than um, going to work, buying a nice car, going on vacation, patting my kids on the head, helping them with homework, all of which are very, very important. But um, there's got to be a little bit more um, than that. So um, we move on. So the Georgia elections are interesting because the outcome of those runoff elections in early January will tell you who is in control of the Senate. And that's huge. And what a mishmash of craziness that's going on there. Brian Kemp here to four conservative uh, seems to be embroiled in all sorts of weirdness. Cindy, Sidney Powell asserting that he is uh, benefiting from the Dominion voting machine uh, contracts and all this. And the uh, Secretary of State there is um, is just says nothing to see here. We, we did two, um, two hand counts and everything's cool. Well, that's ridiculous. Hand counts mean nothing if you counted on election night and subsequent days after and then another recount and then another recount if you're counting uh, ballots that were um, unearthed or, or uh, emerged out of a um, suitcase underneath a table I don't care how many times you count those and I don't care how accurate those are those are fraudulent ballots for the most part as far as I'm concerned so you have a dynamic that's really weird. You, you have people um, 
heretofore in a, in a normal situation with a normal election with no fraud, you would have both of those uh, Republican candidates in Georgia being helped by the governor and others and the various apparatchiks that come from out of state would be working in consort with them. But here you have a weird dynamic where um, it is being asserted by many conservatives that want to see a, a free and fair election that Brian Kemp is basically hiding in, in his uh, mansion and not really doing what he should be doing. Now, we do have an article today about um, his insistence, and I think it was because this video was so damning that, um, let's see if I have it here, as far as... Uh, an audit is concerned with these uh, signatures, which is a big deal. Um, the signature thing is is something that uh, it says Georgia Governor um, is calling for uh, a signature audit. Uh, governor Brian Kemp said he wants a signature audit from his Secretary of State, the Republican who has been criticized by Trump for his handling of the election, told host Laura Ingram in a Fox News town hall that he was troubled after hearings before Georgia Senate panel on Thursday in which attorneys uh, working with the president's legal team revealed surveillance video they claim shows ballot counting irregularities in the uh, State Farm Arena. So uh, I, I think when you uh, will we'll pursue that article a little bit more uh, later, but I mean, I, I think it's easier to be a political hack. There are many, many people that are just fine with Trump going off into that good night and uh, restoring um, the world to some sort of normalcy in um, in Washington, at least, where you have Democrat and Democrat light. You have. Um, just a handful and that's probably generous of uh, conservative Republican senators and uh, a little bit more than a handful of a couple hundred uh, Republican um, Congress or uh, House of Representatives um, folks that are um, stand up and, and bang on a, um, a lectern about um, God and taxes and freedom and liberty and they are roundly um, kind of told to shut up and sit down uh, by the vast majority of Republicans that are basically Republican light or excuse me, Democrat light. That's why I left the Republican Party a number of years ago. And those Democrat light Republicans, if you will, they are fine with going to the backyard barbecue or the town hall meeting when they need you um you, you Christians, you Republicans out there to vote for them, they, they tickle your ears. They tell you all the right things. I'm for God, guns, and the American way, blah, 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 blah. But when they go back to Washington, they basically, um, is the Ferrari driving off the road at 80 miles an hour or 40 miles an hour. That's basically what you have to look at this thing at. You know, Democrats go pedal to the metal and will spend your money and, and do crazy things at a much faster rate. But Republicans certainly aren't stopping them. And Donald Trump is is uh, guilty of that as well. Um, you know, I remember his first year 
he threatened to shut the government down and uh, I will not sign this spending bill, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's saying, oh, Donald Trump is such a wonderful conservative. And then year two, year three, he signed it without any fanfare at all. Um, And so this notion that he and many other Republicans are for limited spending is a joke. So, um, you know, back to these individuals in the dynamic down in Georgia, and, and there, there are a number of people there and throughout the country that are, are very happy with Donald Trump just moving off into this good night. But what they don't understand is, you know, maybe they have a point in one area or another, but him leading the charge, albeit perhaps self-servingly, um, and he may be saying it's under the guise of you know truth, justice in the American way, and I'm not going to comment on that, but it, it, by him leading the charge to clean up this voter fraud thing, those very Republicans that like um, business as usual, Uh, winning elections 52 to 48 and being Democrat light and playing nicey-nicey and reaching across the aisle. Anytime you hear the term reach across the aisle, ladies and gentlemen, you better reach for your wallet and hold on to it tight. So um, those individuals better better wise up because if corruption is allowed to be at this grand scale um, this year, next year, midterm elections or four years from now, Many of these politicians that um, think Donald Trump should just get off the stage, they're going to lose because if if they're winning elections 52 to 48 by speaking out of every side of their mouth, you can certainly um, affect that 4% delta by cheating. And I and in my personal opinion, that is what happened in the presidential election. I, there is absolutely no way. Joe Biden hiding under desks for several months and Donald Trump doing, you know, three to five um, rallies a day uh, with this economy the way it was before COVID um, did not win this election. You know, and I'm not, as I've said before, I'm not a huge Donald Trump fan, but it just defies logic that, that, um, the statistics uh, again, and we'll we'll um, hopefully that'll get all ferreted out in court. But um, that uh, Joe Biden wins in major urban areas, Detroit, Philadelphia, with um, with numbers that dwarf Barack Obama's numbers. I mean that that defies um, logic. That just doesn't happen. But it did statistically, as far as the numbers that we are being told to believe. Um, say. So, you know, back to Georgia, you, you got a weird dynamic. You got two fairly conservative candidates in a fairly conservative state that are just looking for a little help. And from what I understand that um, there's enough people um, from outside the state of Georgia, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, are there to help out and figure this thing out. Now, Traditionally, when Democrats are in runoff elections against Republicans a couple months down the road, their numbers drop off dramatically as far as coming out to the polls are concerned. Um, uh, This election um, runoff date is at a very weird time, like January 
fifth or something like that who who's paying attention or who's around even and it's just an odd time um to uh to have a runoff election but um you know and and further complicating the situation 80 percent of the money that is coming into the state of georgia to um promote the two democrat candidates who are flamingly liberal one of which is very liberal to the point of being a socialist in georgia i mean are we living in weird times or what uh 80 of that money is coming from um california and um i think i hope at the end of the day uh there's got to be a million ads on television and radio down there when you hear that 80 percent of the money is coming in from uh, another state to to back these two candidates. I think that's off-putting to um, obviously conservatives, but not only conservatives, but centrist Democrats and centrist Republicans. And I think they'll come out to the polls. Um, I remember in the great state of Texas, Ted Cruz, uh, you know, won fifty to forty-seven against Beto O'Rourke, who uh, we have a some little story about him later um and people are like well texas is changing well it may be in austin but and ted cruz may not be the 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 best candidate in the world i i happen to personally love him but um the reality there is 50 million dollars got pumped into beto o'rourke's campaign at at the time the greatest uh, amount of money in history um outside money that was pumped into a campaign so um this is what you got going on in georgia and again god is in control he knows what's going on he knows what's going on he knows what is going on and if you are anxious during this point in time um you know, we will go to the word of God and hopefully these um, scriptures will help you. A couple of, you know, very popular, noteworthy ones, Psalm 46, one and two, God is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Um, And, here is uh, one of my favorites trust in the lord with all of your heart and lean not onto your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight proverbs 3 5 and 6 so we live in some pretty whack times um if you're like me you pay attention but you try to not be obsessed with it and get stressed out and and concern yourself with the other things the Lord wants to you to concern yourself with. And then you get, you know, crazy friends and family that are sending you videos of this and conspiracy theory that's and all of that. So th- these are some times where if you are not looking upward and you are just continuing to look at what's in front of your face, either um, pseudo news, manufactured news or um, news from sources that you may think is okay but uh many of the um, delivery systems or personalities of the people delivering the truth i'm using quotes here on the air um are not very christ-like in their delivery system and just as is when you are witnessing to people and you talk to people and they say yeah i i don't i don't buy the christianity thing and you peel the onion 
a little bit and you realize that after talking to somebody for just a very short period of time, they don't have a big problem with Jesus Christ. They have a big problem with people purporting to be Christians or purporting to speak for Jesus Christ, ambassadors of Christ, if you will. And they're pretty poor ambassadors, a lot of people. And, um, you know, in this fight to expose fraud or um, do battle against people that are trying to steal an election or um, just, you know, masquerade who they are as a person or a politician, we have to be careful in how we criticize them and how we talk to other people and educate them because if not, the messenger will be all that that person hears and sees and the message will be forgotten. And, um, you know, to that point, I mean, I looked at that video for the first time last night and you can find it on YouTube. Uh, I found it, uh, the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. That is a a news outlet that is uh, very solid, in my opinion, from everything I know about them. Um, they not only put the video out, but they also um, gave you some flavor, some running commentary, some color commentary, and they went down rapid fire, um, you know, some of the other things that are going on legit or uh, legally in Trump's fight to... Um, to turn this election around. And um, when, when I watch, as, as some of you may, and, and as some of you will after you hear it reported by me, you will, you cannot be a lover of the truth or, or somebody that wants right to triumph over wrong and not be just in full-fledged rage mode when you see what is happening there an election official, um, as um, as uh, as happened in many states, it was just a surreal thing, and not too many people on television commented on it. Like, why are we stopping the counting? And um, I remember Mar- Martha McCallum. It was really weird. Somebody just said, "Why? Why in the world?" It's, it's the leader of the free world that is going to be elected here. Why are we stopping the counting? And, and she said something like, um, well, you know, maybe they want to go home and they're normal and they want to go to sleep. Well, then they shouldn't be election officials if they want to go home and, and get a good eight hours of sleep and, and wake up to some bacon and eggs and saunter back into the office at 11 o'clock. You know, um, drink a pot of coffee and get it done. And it was very, very disturbing, telling, um, and surreal that um, across the board in Nevada and particularly in Philadelphia and in Georgia, the the um, the voting just halted, which is just it's never happened before. Even even in uh, corrupt Cuyahoga County, I remember back in the days, you know, they they burned the midnight oil uh, at 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 in the morning, and uh, they got it done. They, they pulled whatever votes they needed out of their whatever, but um, the, I, I don't know, may, maybe the Delta was so large between Joe Biden and um, Donald Trump that they needed more time to um to bring out the um the fraudulent ballots or the the double ballots or whatever you want to call them but this video certainly chronicles this one lady um telling everybody to go home and then everybody goes home 
and then three or four people uh, stay in this back room and she starts ordering people around and it, it's like a it's like a B movie it's really weird the these um these trunks these suitcases just get slid out from under a table and um and all sorts of ballots just just appear and it's really kind of weird and disturbing and you know uh, again back to my original question when when you see that you, you have to become enraged. Um, there's really no other way to slice that. But do we get past that as mature Christians and look at that person as somebody eventually at some point in time that could be an incredible ambassador for Christ? Um, you know, uh, I can't think of more of a, 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 a testimony, if you will, of somebody that has been recruited to perpetrate fraud, which is clearly being done on this video. And then um, that person being held accountable. And that's the key. If a lot of times in life we get away with sin um, and our Lord and Savior is so kind and so loving to us that he, he either does not uh, admonish us or slaps us on the wrist when we deserve a lot more than that. And those of us that are smart, uh, either give our lives to Christ or for Christians, we look up and say, I get it. I dodged a bullet here. That ain't happening again. God, thank you for the reminder that um, you are a hater of sin as much as you are a lover of the sinner. And that's an important concept that we all have to get our heads around. Um, you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if those individuals were held to a, a very high standard of justice, particularly this one individual that seems to be orchestrating all this. And um, she is threatened with jail time uh, unless she sings. Uh, and she didn't do this in a vacuum. There are people above her that have um, that have given her her marching orders, that have met with her. She didn't decide to do this on election night. Um, those uh, those suitcases came from somewhere. Um, wouldn't it be wonderful if if um, something actually happened to the thousands and thousands of people across the country that every year do things like this? Um, perhaps not to this grand scale, but um, they're out there and they think they're getting away with something. Um, obviously, non-believers they they don't even know Galatians six, seven, or eight if it bit them in the wherever. Um, God will not be mocked. Um, but you know, wouldn't it be wonderful if she sung and she outed a few more people and, and, and don't, don't be, um, don't be so sure that all the people that are signing these affidavits are just, um, altruistic people that have uh, seen wrong and they're whistleblowers. Some of them are actually people that have done this themselves and the, um, the guilty consciences that they have, the, uh, the, the fact that this drumbeat of um, uh, legislative, uh, or excuse me, um, uh, judges and lawyers and, and subpoenas that are coming their way is a little bit too much to handle. And, and some of these people are getting a conscience and they are turning and they are telling all. Wouldn't it be wonderful if this lady just told all and, um, and gave her life to the Lord and was an incredible... Uh, witness for Jesus Christ, and 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 she had a testimony that was awesome. So as much as we 
are enraged by what she's doing, let's pray for her. Let's pray, because she will definitely be on the hot seat. Um, the, her, her, she is identified. Her picture is there. Um, she will get a tap on the shoulder if she has not already, and she is going to be on the hot seat. And um, let's pray for her that she does the right thing and that this crazy fraud that is being perpetrated all over this country starts, um, we start shining the light of day on it. And as I said in my last show in Ohio, I alluded to uh, Cuyahoga County. Ohio used to be an area where if you needed a few votes late at night, you went to Cuyahoga County, you got it done. Florida, the whole hanging Chad debacle, those states have buttoned up their election process to the point where they report early they, uh, you know who won Ohio, you know who won Florida. And wouldn't it be wonderful that the fallout <clears throat> from all of this would be that states like Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, there's crazy things going on, Nevada, Arizona, all of these states where there's lawsuits going on, wouldn't it be great if they tightened up their game and, um, we we, um, we rehauled this thing, um, overhauled it, if you will, from top to bottom. And people couldn't do this anymore. People could not disenfranchise or steal elections anymore. Wouldn't that be wonderful? So um, we move on. Um, I, I, found it, well, I found this article to be very interesting. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're a Trump follower and Donald Trump does not prevail, I, I know this is a bad time for you. But um, if you look at the grand scheme, uh, if you're a Republican, there's a silver lining. And as we said many times in this article goes into it, um, the uh, the uh, the blue wave was um, was actually a red tsunami. And uh, instead of increasing their plurality in the House, um, many, many seats were lost um, by uh, Democrats and they were picked up by Republicans. And this article goes on to to chronicle. It says a new generation is riding, rising, excuse me, to lead the GOP. And that's what uh, if you're a Republican, that's what you need. Because too often, um, and I'm going to be really careful here, uh, but too often the standard, typical, robotic Republican looks a certain way, talks a certain way, and you can fill in the rest of the blanks there. And as much as many of those people are solid individuals, many of them are Christians, many of them are honest, decent they should be elected as public servants uh, locally, regionally, statewide, um, and uh, federally. Um, I hate to tell you, and it drives me crazy, but there, there's a lot of reasons people vote for people. And there's actually more reasons that people don't vote for certain individuals. And we have to figure out a way on the side of right over wrong to put forth candidates that bring people together that um, that don't alienate people, yet they do not compromise their principles. And that's why I'm not in politics. It's a very, very tough thing to do. 
Um, and uh, Donald Trump was quite the anomaly, and he appealed to many, many people. But in general, in politics, it is not so much what you say, it's how you say it and how you look when you are saying it. And um, that is just the Madison Avenue world that we live in. Um, I'm sorry, it's neither right nor wrong. It just is what it is. So the Republican Party has kind of gotten it together in many of these um, many of these uh, uh, areas and put forth candidates that really were the total package. And um, the article goes on to explain that. It says, in this historic inaugural address, President John F. Kennedy famously said, let the word go forth from this time and place to friend and foe alike that the torch has been passed to a new generation. And this whole article is about the new generation of Republicans out there. Uh, he had just won the presidency by the slimmest margin in history. In um, And it says... Um, the year 2020 produced another narrow presidential election. The Republican Party, to borrow a sports phrase, is in a rebuilding year. Now, I would disagree with that. I think the Republican Party is is more than in a rebuilding year. They they certainly um, they're on the cusp of really you know taking the presidency, taking the Senate, and taking the House in the next two to four years. So. It says, uh, as Republicans consider their prospects in 2024, they must realize that there is a generational shift occurring among their emerging leaders and potential presidential candidates. Since the presidential election of 88, every Republican president, George Bush, uh, his son, and Donald Trump have been um, from inherited wealth and in the same time period, every Democrat president, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, and presumably Joe Biden, it says, has spent their entire career working in government. And both of those two things are um, alienating factors to a whole host of individuals, particularly young people these days. Article goes on to say the most frequently mentioned potential Republican contenders for 2024 are South Carolina Governor and UN Ambassador Nikki Haley, Texas Senator Ted Cruz, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, um, South Carolina Senator Tim Scott, South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, and Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton. Uh, all of these candidates are young. In 2024, all but Cotton and DeSantis will be in their 50s. None of these candidates comes from wealth. Cruz, Rubio, and Haley are the children of immigrants, while past presidential candidates have touted degrees from Ivy League universities. The upcoming GOP leaders, including Haley, Scott, Rubio, and Nome, have graduated from state universities or lesser-known private colleges. Most of these emerging leaders have a combination of private sector employment and government service. Scott founded an insurance agency. Haley became the chief financial officer of her family's clothing business following her father's death. Christy Nome, at the age of 22, took over her family's farm. The party will benefit from leaders who have been both employees and employers. DeSantis and Cotton have distinguished military service records. Um, 
many of the candidates that won from dog catcher all the way up to the United States Congress were of they um, again you fill in the blank they were not the traditional robotic look the same act the same same age same educational pedigree uh, same wealthy uh, whatever um, they were really a cross-section of uh, many different ethnicities many different socioeconomic strata um, different genders uh, military uh, veterans were were at the fore and this is something that uh, nancy pelosi did um, several years ago in 2008 when they gained back the house after um, about um, 16 years of republican rule in the house and she was smart she put her rabid politics aside and she said how can we get a plurality of people in the congress and she kind of held her nose went around the country and recruited uh, former athletes uh, military people people of color uh, women and and many other people that were um, pretty centrist um, democrats to go up against um, Republicans. And when they debated those Republicans in their various um, you know, races, it really wasn't a dime's worth of difference between them. And they appealed to many centrist uh, Republicans and they won, and they won a plurality in the House. Now, I, I'm not saying Republicans should you know, um, check their principles and ideals at the door, but when you're the total package, and you can define whatever that means, um, and you have conservative principles, um, you are much more uh, in, in a better position to uh, be voted for by people that can simply relate to you. And um, that's one thing that um, uh, Kevin McCarthy did very well as the House whip. And he did that, and he did that to his advantage, and he will do that again in two years. And I would bet a dime to a donut that the um, Republicans will regain the House in um, in two years. And, and who knows what will happen uh, as far as uh, 2024. Donald Trump may uh, return if he doesn't win these legal battles. Um, it will be interesting, but I do know that God is first, he is foremost, we have to stick with his principles and uh, look at the issues of the day from his perspective, and we're going to be fine. This is Kurt Flewelling, Reshaping America. Until next week, have a great day.